Welcome to Based Liberty. I'm your host, Darren Wisely. I'm not politically correct, and I'm not afraid of the consequences for the things I say. I'm simply here to speak the truth as I see it from where I'm standing, and let the chips fall where they may. Welcome to Base Liberty, fellow thought criminal. Enjoy your stay. What's up, thought criminals? You're listening to Base Liberty, episode 66. It's Monday, May 24th, 2020. Darren Wisely here. Always just a pleasure to be with some liberty-loving individuals. We got a good show for you today. So you all know the past year has shown us how few of us there unfortunately are. But if you haven't checked out last week's shows, make sure to. Episode 64, I had Legal Man on, and that was just a blast. So much valuable insight there. And episode 65, I poked some more holes in the media narrative about how they're just abusing these children. I mean, there's no way around it when you look at it. And that's why it's so important to get the truth out there. Because these Karens, they run around shaming us. When in reality, they're the ones doing irreparable damage to children. Scaring them with these masks, this fear. Of course, breathing problems. Um, it, it's real perverse. But meanwhile, these sickos, they pat themselves on the back. Like they're heroes. That's really what they think this COVID cult. So we got to keep getting the truth out there. If you want to support this show, you can do so for just two bucks a month. And we have our Thought Criminal community up for supporting listeners on the website, basedliberty.com, name of the show. And you can go there to support as well. But if you can't, I get it. But leave us a review, share it with your friends. That's how we wake people up, by getting the word out there. And sharing and leaving a review does not cost you a dime. So today I'm going to be hammering on America's most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat, who of course needs no introduction, that is Tony Fauci. And I've been hammering home on this narcissistic joker since last year, and all the COVID cult had to come out and preach about how he's a public servant, he just cares about us. <laughs> And I just do not get how these people cannot see through the BS, the constant lies and inconsistencies coming out of this fool's mouth. But that, that's the problem with all of these people. If it isn't pushed on TV on one of the big three-letter uh, networks, then it's not real. Unfortunately, critical thinking is nearly dead. You can thank government schools, of course, for that. But that's why I'm glad to have folks like you on here to have a discussion with some sane people. So this is another confrontation with Senator Rand Paul. And of course, Rand Paul's had a few good ones over the past year. And just like always, Fauci hems and haws and he dances until the time runs out. You know, it's kind of like a boxing match where this guy's on the ropes, he's getting beat up, and he just clinches, just praying for time, hoping for that bell to ring. That's uh, kind of what Fauci does. So. In this one, Senator Paul really gets into the meat of the clear conflict of interest behind everything going on, where it's got started, uh, the whole oversight issues, and I'll play that for you here in a second. 
But one term that's referenced, you'll want to know so you understand what they're talking about, is called a gain of function test. A gain of function test, this definition is from the Alliance for Human Research Protection, says gain of function is the euphemism for a biological research aimed at increasing the virulence and lethality of pathogens and viruses. Gain of function research is government funded. Its focus is on enhancing the pathogen's ability to infect different species and to increase their deadly impact as airborne pathogens and viruses. Ostensibly, gain-of-function research is conducted for biodefense purposes. These experiments, however, are extremely dangerous. Those deadly science-enhanced pathogens can and do escape into the community where they can infect and kill people. What's more, this line of research can be used for biological warfare. So with that, I will play this for you. Dr. Fauci, we don't know whether the pandemic started in a lab in Wuhan or evolved naturally, but we should want to know. Three million people have died from this pandemic, and that should cause us to explore all possibilities. Instead, government authorities, self-interested in continuing gain-of-function research, say there's nothing to see here. Gain-of-function research, as you know, is juicing up naturally occurring animal viruses to infect humans. To arrive at the truth, the U.S. government should admit that the Wuhan Virology Institute was experimenting to enhance the coronavirus's ability to infect humans. Juicing up super viruses is not new. Scientists in the U.S. have long known how to mutate animal viruses to infect humans. For years, Dr. Ralph Barrick, a virologist in the U.S., has been collaborating with Dr. Shi Zengli of the Wuhan Virology Institute sharing his discoveries about how to create super viruses. This gain-of-function research has been funded by the NIH. The collaboration between the U.S. and the Wuhan Virology Institute continues. Doctors Barrick and Xi worked together to insert bat virus spike protein into the backbone of the deadly SARS virus and then used this man-made supervirus to infect human airway cells. Think about that for a moment. The SARS virus had a 15% mortality. We're fighting a pandemic that has about a 1% mortality. Can you imagine if a SARS virus that's been juiced up and had viral proteins added to it, to the spike protein, if that were released accidentally? Dr. Fauci, do you still support funding of the NIH funding of the lab in Wuhan? Senator Paul, with all due respect, you are entire, entirely and completely incorrect that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute Do they fund Dr. Barrick? We do not fund... Do you fund gain, Dr. Barrick's gain-of-function research? D Dr. Barrett does not doing gain-of-function research, and if it is, it's according to the guidelines, and it is being conducted in North Carolina, not You don't think inserting in a bat virus spike protein that he got from the Wuhan Institute into the SARS virus is gain of function? That you is would not... You in the minority because at least 200 scientists have signed a statement from the Cambridge Working yeah. Group saying that it is gain of function. Well, it is not. And if you look at the grant and you look at the uh, progress reports, it is not gain of function, despite the fact that people tweet that 
So do you still support sending money to the Wuhan Virology Institute? We do not send money now to the the Wuhan uh, Virology Institute. Do you support sending money? We did, under your tutelage. We were sending it through EcoHealth. It was a sub-agency and a sub-grant. Do you support the money from NIH that was going to the Wuhan Institute? Let me explain to you why that was done. So right there, first he says they didn't do it. Now he's explaining why it's done. SARS-CoV-1 originated in bats in China. It would have been irresponsible of us if we did not investigate the bat viruses and the serology to see who might have been or, infected Or perhaps it would be irresponsible China. to send it to the Chinese government that we may not be able to trust with this uh, knowledge and with this uh, incredibly dangerous viruses. Government scientists like yourself who favor gain-of-function research... I don't favor gain-of-function research in China. You are saying things that are not correct. Government defenders of of gain-of-function, such as yourself, say that COVID-19 mutations were random and not designed by man. But interestingly, the technique that Dr. Barrick developed forces mutations by serial passage through cell culture that the mutations appear to be natural. In fact, Dr. Barrick named the technique the noceum technique because the mutations appear naturally. Nicholas Baker in the New York Magazine said, nobody would know if the virus had been fabricated in a laboratory or grown in nature. Government authorities in the U.S., including yourself, unequivocally deny that COVID-19 could have escaped a lab. But even Dr. Xi in Wuhan wasn't so sure. According to Nicholas Baker, Dr. Xi wondered, could this new virus have come from her own laboratory? She checked her records frantically and found no matches. That really took a load off my mind, she said. I had not slept for days. The director of the gain-of-function research in Wuhan couldn't sleep because she was terrified that it might be in her lab. Dr. Barrick, an advocate of -of gain-of-function research, admits the main problem that the Institute of Virology has is the outbreak occurred in close proximity. What are the odds? Barrick responded, could you rule out a laboratory escape? The answer in this case is probably not. Will you, in front of this group, categorically say that the COVID-19 could not have occurred through serial passage in a laboratory? I do not have any accounting of what the Chinese may have done, and I'm fully in favor of any further investigation of what went on in China. However, I will repeat again, the NIH and NIAID categorically has not funded gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. You support it in the U.S. We have 11 labs doing it, and you have allowed it here. We have a committee to do it, but the committee has granted every exemption. You're you're fooling with Mother Nature here. You're allowing super viruses to be created with a 15% mortality. It's very dangerous. I think it was a huge mistake to share this with China, and it's a huge mistake to allow this to continue in the United States. And we should be very careful to investigate where this virus came from. I fully agree that you should investigate where the virus came from. But again, we have not funded gain-of-function research on this virus 
in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, no matter you're how parsing many times words, you're parsing you say words. it, there it was didn't research, happen. There was research done with Dr. Xi and Dr. Barrick. They have collaborated on gain-of-function research where they enhanced the SARS virus to infect human airway cells, and they did it by merging a new spike protein on it. That is gain-of-function. That was joint research between the Wuhan Institute and Dr. Barrick, you can't deny it. Senator Paul, your time, time has expired. Dr. Fauci, I will let you respond to that when we need to move on. Excuse me? You're, I will allow you to respond to that, and then we'll move on. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to say, we, I, I don't know how many times I can say it, Madam Chair, we did not fund gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Thank you. Senator Smith. So you can see right here exactly what I'm saying, how Fauci hems and haws um, I already pointed out his obvious contradiction just in that little segment. And this is what Rand Paul had to say uh, after this encounter. This was on Fox News. This is so crazy, though, because if this happened because of the NIH funding, and that came from Dr. Fauci, and then this spreads into a global pandemic, and now he's in charge of the response in the United States, the irony of that, what do you make of that? Well, it's even, it's even worse than you make out. The person they appointed to investigate the lab from the WHO perspective is the guy who gave the money. So NIH gave the money to a group called EcoHealth. The head of EcoHealth, a guy named Desanc, they got him to investigate whether Wuhan was doing anything inappropriate in their lab. But if they were, wouldn't he then be culpable? So doesn't he have a self-interest in smoothing things over? I'm not saying he did cover things up, but you wouldn't appoint someone who's in the line of uh, supply chain of giving the money to them because ultimately here's the rub. I don't know whether it came from the lab. Nobody knows whether it came from the lab, but who would be culpable? Dr. Sure. Fauci could be culpable for the entire pandemic. So could Dr. Sezank, Dezank, and so could Dr. Xi. I'm not saying that happened. I don't know. But you wouldn't put the people who gave the money to the Wuhan lab in charge of the investigation. That looks like a cover-up. No kidding. Sound a little bit like the foxes guarding the hen house there? <laughs> so Fauci could be culpable for this entire thing, and then... He's the one turning around and giving us all the instruction on this entire thing. And of course, the guy is just a complete liar. So really, we can't trust anything he says. And this is really interesting, too, if we're going to go back in the history before the whole COVID scare started. And this is from uh, Bill Sardi, an article he has. In January 2017, Dr. Fauci concerned his institute wasn't going to get the funding he demanded, literally threatened the President of the United States that a surprise infectious disease would erupt during his presidency if the money didn't materialize. Now, even USA Today has fact-checked this and found it to be true. So, you can't get out here and say, oh, you're just making this stuff up. I mean, your mainstream media uh, even admits this. In 2018, Fauci doubled down on his threat that an infection called Disease X would kill 200 million. Fauci demanded 7.5 billion to present it. And uh, X means unexpected when he's talking about disease X. Now again, Fauci's NIH, um, as was talked about in that interview with Senator Paul, in 2003, Fauci wrote in the in the journal Nature, the overriding objective of the National Institute of Health, NIH, 
is to support biodefense reference in order to provide people with countermeasures in the form of diagnostics, therapies, and vaccines. And this article also points we can't forget the anthrax attack on the U.S. was genetically tracked back to a U.S. Army lab at Fort Detrick, Maryland. It says, what are Americans left to think after learning that China is a scapegoat for gain-of-function studies that started in the U.S.A.? And that's something I think no one's talking about, is you do hear some whisperings of China, something leaking out, but what about the U.S.? Uh, the technology is certainly here, but no one seems to want to bring that up. But we know ultimately that Fauci is so narcissistic. He says one thing, then he turns around and says another. He's gone back and forth about the three and six foot for social distancing, of course, the masks. First, you don't have to wear one, then you do, then two is better. Um, and then these PCR tests, which even according to the CDC, um, there was about 97% false positives in children. And don't forget now, Fauci's saying Americans need to wear masks after they're being vaccinated. So again, what's the point of the vaccine if you're gonna have to wear a mask anyways? In February, 2021, Lord Fauci stated, Americans need to get vaccinated to stop more mutations from emerging. Vaccines cannot mutate if they don't replicate. But independent researchers report replication of COVID-19 appears to be dependent upon diet. Lysine itself as a dietary supplement produced a rapid and profound cure in the Dominican Republic. So lysine is something else that would be an available alternative. And I've also talked about vitamin D as another way. And again, even Fauci has said that he takes that. I said that in... I believe episode 60. But let's talk more about these PCR tests. Regarding the bogus PCR test that was intentionally set to be oversensitive for detection of COVID-19, Fauci finally had to say, if you get a cycle threshold of 35 or more, the chances of it being replicated, replication confident is minuscule. It's just dead nucleotides, period. So all the numbers the CDC were issuing, spreading fear and anxiety that the pandemic was out of control, 120,000 cases in one new day, were based on an untrustworthy test, a test that has caused pseudo-epidemics in the past. Dr. Fauci talks about numerators and denominators. The COVID-19 death rate is determined by a number of deaths divided by the number of diagnosed cases, a fatality rate of 2 to 3%, but the case numbers are slanted. Yes, there were deaths, but maybe not COVID-related deaths. The 97% false positive PCR test is being hidden from view on the internet. Of course, anything questioning the narrative is being censored. That is why the President of the United States said at the time, stop testing and the pandemic will disappear. <laughs> Truer words haven't been said. The news media ridiculed the idea that was in June of 2020 before the PCR test sensitivity began to be questioned. The president eventually called Fauci a disaster, but Fauci is, in, is impeachable. In an interview the Atlantic, with The Atlantic, Fauci had to say, what was really the topper was when the White House sent out the list to everybody of things Fa Dr. Fauci was wrong on, and it was complete crap because I wasn't wrong on any of them. Wow, what an, what an arrogant prick. Scientists concluded if someone is tested by PCR as positive when a threshold of 35 cycles or higher is used, 
the probability that said person is actually infected is less than 3%. The probability that results in a false positive is 97%. The whole world was being kept in lockdown with great financial harm, permanent loss of business, suicides, all over tests that was bogus. The test was bogus. All the while, Fauci was enjoying the limelight. When a man is telling the Pope what to do on May 6, 2021 at the Vatican conference, you can bet his ego is getting bigger. After all, God was asking him for advice. Fauci has also been chief advisor to six U.S. presidents. The world was to wait till Lord Fauci waved his magic wand and free it from a test that was intentionally oversensitive. It took till March of 2021 for the CDC to dial down the PCR test sensitivity to 28 to avoid the false positive tests. None dared call it a fraud. So there's more about the PCR tests. I haven't talked much about that on this show. But again, I mean, 97% false positivity. Think about this past year. All, <laughs> all the insanity for what? And of course, the vaccinations. Now everyone's got to get vaccinated for what? I talked about the issues with that in episode 60, how it's experimental. And now we're talking about the vaccine passports. I mean, it's all crazy. These vaccines are, of course, pushed by companies that are serial felons. They are immune from liability. I mean, that's everything you need to know. If you can't stand behind your product, why buy the product? But of course, it's a multi-billion dollar industry, so <laughs> you don't have to look far to understand why they're pushing that. Dr. Fauci says he is frustrated to find many Americans are hesitant about receiving a COVID-19 vaccine. Here's a guy who may, who may have lit the match to the COVID-19 forest fire, poured gasoline on the flames, confused everybody as to which way to run from the flames, and is now puzzled while people are hesitant to believe him. <laughs> what a great analogy right there. I mean, the guy thinks he can do no wrong. He's incredibly arrogant and narcissistic. But he still gets on TV. People still believe him and all the insanity he's pushing. So that's what you need to know. The guy's totally drunk off his own power. And he's got the government all backing up. Joe Biden tweets, get a vaccine or wear the mask. Those are your options. Kamala Harris pushes it. Hillary Clinton. Oh, okay. Well, you better follow Hillary Clinton's instructions or you know what happens. You get suicided with two shots in the back. They're just going to keep nudging every inch of freedom they can until we fight back. I mean, that's what it comes down to. It doesn't matter how many facts you give people. If it's not on TV, it's not real. And that's why we have to wake people up. So that's why I appreciate you guys supporting the show. Share it with your friends. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll chat later this week. Take care.